Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen. Nothing but that. I'm Debbie Antonelli, and I'm along with Emma Utterback. Uh, Emma, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Listen, we got to have some time together at the Gulf Coast Showcase. Vermont played in our event down there and um, got to watch you play three games in three days. Um, what did you guys learn from that event? Honestly, I think that event allowed us to understand the flow of a game and how when things aren't going our way, how do we kind of overcome adversity? I think in that tournament, some shots weren't going down for some of us, um, shots that we would normally hit. And so it's like, how do we create offense when our normal offense isn't working? And then also just continuing to play our type of defense against all type of talent and being able to, you know, change our defense if we need to on the fly and adjust to the things that they're doing really well. Um, and I think that ever since that tournament, it's slowly gotten better and we're starting to find our groove offensively. You know, most teams that play in that event, leave that event and figure it out, uh, getting ready for conference play. That's why you want to challenge yourself against a tougher schedule. And I know that's why your coach put the schedule together. Uh, when, when you think about the teams that you got to play down there, um, is there anything particular uh, situation in a game or anything that you think that might occur during conference play? Yeah, I mean, I think that the close game versus North Carolina, uh, some tough competitors. We have Maine and U Albany, and uh, we're very neck and neck with them. And the games can get pretty intense. And we've been in situations where it's been either we're up by a few, they're up by a few, and it's that um, really high pressure situations. So being able to just close out a game, I think obviously we didn't with North Carolina, but we learned a lot from that game. So hopefully, when we get in those situations in conference, we're able to kind of pull that out. Yeah, I think there was a missed box out on a free throw that yeah. uh, would have given you an opportunity to at least have a chance to maybe tie or take the lead yeah. uh, in the North Carolina game. So, um, Emma, you mentioned Maine and Albany. In your league, those are the top three programs, Maine, Albany, and Vermont. And every year, it seems like one of the three of you end up in the NCAA tournament. When you're playing three games in three days to win a spot to go to the NCAA tournament. Tell us what's that like? Does that feel like pressure? Does it feel like opportunity? And, and what will you be thinking? Because this is your last year. Yeah, that's a great question. I think that last year, um, excuse me, sorry. So junior year, we had a really good team and we lost in the semifinals. We weren't, we didn't pull through. We didn't really play our best game. So I think that for me, there was a lot of fire and like, oh, I just wanted to win so bad. So I feel like there was pressure, but we were also on our home court. So we had that home court advantage the whole time because um, we were regular season champions. And, um, and then also just a lot of us were so angry about the year before that we kind of had that chip on our shoulders. So um, I think that kind of fueled us to the championship. And I think this year, have, having won last year, 
there is a little bit more pressure that, you know, they did it once. Can they do it again? Um, but I do think that because we've been there before, there's going to be that sort of experience. And I think that's going to be really good for all of us, all of us, because we have a lot of returners um, and girls that maybe didn't play a lot, but they were able to watch and see how, you know, the leaders and the people that were playing a lot, seeing how they maneuvered the situation. So I think it's going to be really good that that we're in that position again this year. And I see that, I think that we're going to do a really good job in being able to push, push through that. So you brought up the word adversity earlier that, you know, in the Gulf Coast Showcase, you guys faced some adversity and you figured out how to get through it. I think that's the greatest challenge, right? Because basketball is really um, a game of mistakes. You know, it's just how big are the mistakes and can you not make back-to-back -back mistakes? Yeah. And can you find a way to, rally your team after you turn the ball over or miss a box out or miss a close out. Yeah. How do you lead your team in those moments when the opposition goes on an 8-0 run or a 6-0 run? And, and what are you thinking when that's happening? Because I know you're the captain and the leader. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important to understand your teammates and how they react best. And maybe some teammates react differently to different types of um, criticism and communication than another teammate would. And so I think obviously talking to the team as a whole, but if I see that someone's a little bit in the dumps and they're not feeling too hot about how they're playing, knowing and having that interpersonal relationship so I know how to best reach them. I think sometimes it's really hard if leaders don't know how to best reach their teammates, they'll never be able to pull them out. And honestly, if not all five people are in it mentally, it, all it takes is one person to not be with it to lose a basketball game. So, because um, the chemistry is just completely off. So I think for me, my thing that I like to work on is those relationships off the court. So I know how to best reach them when it's really high pressure type games. Um, and then honestly, just trying to be that piece. I think that I do play with a lot of passion, but seeing me find peace within that passion I, is I think really important for my game and for the people around me to find peace as well. Oh, you play with a lot of passion. You stand <laughs> out on the court because you play you. so hard and you never take a possession off and your conditioning is at an elite level. So tell us how you got to that elite level of conditioning. Um, so I will say maybe a little bit of it is genetics because my dad was a runner um, and my mom kind of did long distance. So my dad was fast. And my mom had endurance. So I feel like kind of yeah. just meshed really well. Um, but also, I think when I'm in practice, I try to do every single drill and every single like little scrimmage at 110 percent and that game speed every single time. Um, I try to never take off anything. And I feel like that keeps me in shape, um, even when I'm not feeling like it, because there's going to be times in games where I'm dead and I'm not really feeling like going hard. Um, it just kind of I've taught myself to push through at times when I don't want to. Um, and I think it's kind of really helped me throughout my college career. Talk a little bit about your family. So it's hoops and football and cross country. So you guys, um, you, with three girls, it's a, when you sit at the dinner table, is it all about fitness or is it about other things too? Basketball, 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 like the whole time, <laughs> I swear. So it's fun. I mean, what about your dad? Is he a really good girl dad? And, and tell us a little bit about his career. Yeah. So my dad is actually a huge girl dad and I know he's probably he loves it that 
all of his daughters love sports. Um, but I mean, we were all just very like attracted to it at a young age. We always wanted to be in the gym. I played soccer, ran track, played basketball. So, and he just ate it all up. And um, my dad to this day, every single college game that I played, he makes his own little edits for me um, to kind of like hype me up before the game. And he, he loves doing it. He's super proud of his daughters and, and everybody can, can see it. And it means a lot to me. My dad actually just drove 15 hours to come watch the Princeton game tomorrow. So, um, he'll, he'll do anything to come watch me play it as will my mom. So I'm very thankful for their support. It means a lot to look up in the stands to see your parents up there, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially when it's super far away, um, being 15 hours from Indiana, it'd be really hard to make a lot of games, but you'd be surprised the amount that they've made um, with my mom flying and my dad, my dad is constantly driving and my sisters like to fly out here and they just do the most to make sure I feel supported and loved. And I've really appreciated that. It's not cheap. So. Yeah, I'm sure it's not you know, yeah. traveling around the country to follow watching your kids play is really yeah. uh, something that I, I love doing as well. When my son's playing. Yeah. Um, Emma, you, you've got such a, a bright future. You're such a hard worker. You have, skills in many different areas what do you want to do next when your basketball career is over thank you for that um I would say I'm in between going into like maybe sports media social media marketing that type of avenue or possibly going overseas um I've been kind of weighing the benefits and of each and like which one I would maybe prefer and I haven't really come to a conclusion yet so you know to be continued but I would say those are kind of the two areas that I'm pretty interested in. And what classes have you taken in school that have allowed you to lean towards that direction? So I got my bachelor's in public communications and I specialize in media and journalism. So I think that would help me with the sports media. And I took some sports media classes as well here. Um, and then for the overseas side, I think just playing for such a long time it being my fifth year, having a lot of film underneath me and under my belt, I think that, you know, there's a chance that I could get that opportunity and I would be very blessed to have it, but you know, we don't know yet. So. Do you get a chance to watch your sisters play? Yes. Yeah. I mean, Al, my older sister, Allison, she's very supportive of me and she'll be working and watching my game. And I was the same way. Like I'd come right out of practice and she'd have a game and I'd be watching her. So yeah, we're very supportive of one another. Okay. So um, growing up playing all sports, are you an advocate for little girls and boys to play more than one sport when they're growing up? I think growing up, it is honestly one of the best things that I could have done. I think that soccer helped me with my footwork and basketball for sure. And then I think track helped me with my explosiveness. Um, I think that there needs to be a certain time where you choose which one do you want to focus on if you want to play at the collegiate level. When do you really sit down with yourself, pick which one, and then you got to really nosedive into the training and the strength training, explosive training with that. Um, I think that I picked at the right time. Going into high school, um, it was like kind of midway through eighth grade, I realized, you know, I need to pick one. And I knew it was gonna be basketball, but I knew the other two had helped me before. But at that point I was like, now I need to completely focus on basketball. And so I was just all the time, every single day training. And I think that prepared me for college. I do wish I would have done some more strength training because I was really little. Um, 
but yeah I think there's nothing wrong at a younger age to go into other sports but at some point you kind of gotta wean off of that and only focus on one when you're done and you hang up your shoes mm-hmm. and you leave Vermont there's going to be one exercise in the weight room that you absolutely are going to love not to do and one that you're going to love to continue doing which ones are they easy answer um for me what i love to do is uh trap bar deadlift my favorite lift of all time i love anything lower body so that means bench i'm never doing bench ever <laughs> i hate upper body <laughs> i'll are do you gonna, to tone it but no more bench gonna be a pickleball player you know what i might have to pick that up for sure yeah, you're going to be good at anything you do, Emma. You have such a bright future, and I really enjoy spending time with you at the Gulf Coast Showcase. So thank you for being with us on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, and thanks for having me.